Welcome to the Sunday Shampoo presented by Valor and Violet. Hey, what's up, up you guys? Of course, Grant came through really quick. You're welcome. Wow. So, uh, what a weird uh, couple weeks it's been. Seriously, though. Yep. Yep. Like everyone says, how about that weather? (laughs) We have a couple of new people with us this week. So, let's introduce Sarah, manager extraordinaire, HR. HR. (laughs) (laughs) Our our HR is pretty amazing, wouldn't you guys say? So great. Between uh, this and that. Uh, I'm the best HR you've ever seen. The uh, only in, one we've ever seen. In that seen. amazing office. <laughs> My basement office. Did you come out of the basement this week at all? Um, I was at our Inkity shop all week. So no. So no. <laughs> so Sarah, do you want to tell us like you? Like, Me? What's up? Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself, oh. sis. Okay. Um, former hairstylist from 100 years ago. Um, and got out of the business for a little while, raised some kids, and I'm back in it. Couldn't be more happy and excited to be with these people, this family of mine. It's been a really, really, really fun experience. I have no manager experience at all. (laughs) Sarah, if uh, I love doing this, what I remember about Sarah when she... Well, first off, uh, I think when we were first... Virtually recruiting Sarah, if you guys remember, she was only supposed to work, what, like two, two days a week, yeah. three hours a time yeah. for uh, Valor and Violet. Now yep. it's like, what, seven days a week, 24 hours a day? Yep. That's... Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. My happened. first hours, I think I came in at 1030 and worked until three or something. Yeah. And it progressively got longer days. Um, so now I'm now I'm there. Uh, 24 7 yeah, yeah pretty much. I don't have no days off and what uh maybe tell us what happens if you don't respond to text messages <laughs> say from Joshua <laughs> within I don't know two minutes two seconds um okay cool <laughs> is the follow-up text that I get from no matter if it's in the morning or at yeah. night I think uh my most scared time to wake up actually is Saturday mornings because (laughs) I generally do not come into the shop on weekends um, or at least I try not to but more often than not I wake up to about six or seven text messages saying variety of things that I'm needed what would some of them be where's our front desk girl (laughs) (laughs) fucking front desk dude is one of them save Uh, me are you coming in today or some random thing about a wedding, probably. Someone will just need something from me. Uh, so that's usually what happens about when I wake up. Yeah, when I wake up in the mornings on Saturdays. Cool. It's a good time. Uh, what's your, okay, just before we let you go, mm. I guess. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite thing about uh, the Sunday morning shampoo? Oh. I mean, that's an, this is an adventure, right, that we had talked about for a while. Yeah. Just adding another, I guess, another. Uh, task another task or mm-hmm. just filling up your plate a little bit more yeah but uh i think this is a cool one right? this is a fun one yeah. i um i have enjoyed and i think we have a really good team of people as far as our social and our um and grace, grace. <laughs> right there there you are and grace who has set up a lot of the back end work um so i think that our team that we have here is really really amazing and 
um, it's been a really, really fun project to get started on. And everyone's going to fucking love it. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Grant, who else have we got new in this? Oh, we got my girl Lily place. over here. What up? <laughs> so, you are new to our team. Yeah. Do you want to kind of tell us, like, your story a little bit? So, I think I'm the newest stylist right now. I have been there since July. So, what, six, seven months now. But um, I have been doing hair for about three and a half years now. I started... Um, at a salon downtown Des Moines, Iowa. And um, I was there, I assisted for about a year and a half, um, learned a lot, good place to start, um, but I was just ready to move on from there. So now I am in Ankeny, Iowa, um, at Valor and Violet, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Valor and Violet. Um, But yeah, loving it, love everybody I work with. So I've known Lily for a long time. We were best friends in beauty school. And we got in trouble a lot. It's fine. <laughs> trouble for what? Not sitting. Not supposed to. Um, sitting down. Yeah, sitting down. Wasn't um, Stacia your guys' teacher? Yep. Yeah. How weird is that? That was fun. So Stacia's um, another girl that actually uh, works for us, uh, works with Lily um, in our Ankeny location. Mm-hmm. And was uh, Grant and Lily's, what do they call Educator. them? Educator. Educator. Yeah. A.K. teacher. It was probably more me getting Lily in trouble than opposite because I don't yeah. really like rules necessarily. Really, um, we hadn't noticed yeah. that actually. <laughs> Grant got his <laughs> chair expand. taken away. Yeah, they took my <laughs> chair. What away. kind of rules don't you like, Grant? Lots of them. All. <laughs> uh, but like yeah, I um, did Lily's hair while she was at her other salon. She kept coming in, and I kept working on her to work for us like three years. She eventually did it. And I'm so happy because she's so talented. That reminded me of something. I'm going to brag a little bit about Valor and Violet for a second because when she was talking about coming from another salon, we actually have never in, we've been open a little over five years. We've never actually had a stylist leave us in that time. We've asked stylists to leave <laughs> but we've never actually had one come to us and say they were leaving because i feel like hurt us. again i'm a little bit of a brag but it's a pretty dope place to work once we get someone on our team and we we vibe with them we just we're a family so it just reminded me of of that well, when lily too, was talking I th- um i i think i feel like um if if someone <clears throat> if someone comes Oh, God. I'm going to sound like I'm a psychopath. <laughs> if someone fucking comes in and then wants out, you guys aren't allowed to leave. Yeah. Just I was so just going to say, you were you would Dateline all of us. I, w- I, watched, I watched two episodes of Dateline last night, so, in fact. Yeah, so you know um, what you would do. Got some I'm ideas. Someone... I have commitment issues, and uh, you guys cannot leave me. None of you. <laughs> and not in a bad way. Like, I can't commit. But meaning, like, once we make a commitment, like, we're uh, we're one, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, but Lily is a um, huge asset to our company. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we love having you. Yeah. You're a good shit. time. Thanks. For I like real. being here. And you Lily's a cool, pretty good time. And, and you got good-looking hair. Who else is new? I think that's I all think the all, new people. Here. Well, you kind of really never really shared what who even you are. So maybe you could tell us yeah, a little about yourself. Yeah, we missed you on last episode. Are you? I feel like our me debrief who I am. You gotta cut it. Yeah, yeah cut it down. Debrief who I am. Long story short. Right. Uh, long story short, I am Joshua Duchesne, 
and uh, I've been in the beauty industry for a my long whole time. Life, pretty much, virtually my whole life. I actually uh, was raised by just my my mother, and I never knew my father. There was a male um, hairdresser in my town that I would I don't know if I would have called him a mentor, but for some reason. Um, I had maybe an infatuation. I don't know. He was a Harley riding hairdresser. I don't. He was just a pretty badass dude. Uh, he was actually best friends with my best friend's dad, and both of their names were Randy. So Randy and Randy, and you didn't really fuck around with Randy and Randy. They always had girlfriends with fake boobs. I mean, and all and that Polaroid. Uh, Pol- Polaroid. Yep, those things, all hung up in their shop of all ones they've been through. I mean, new girlfriend, new boobs. Okay. I mean, I, I was intrigued. The place just reeked of Paul Mitchell and perms. I mean, it was, it was as 80s back in as you day. could get. Um, but for some reason, I just I drank the Kool-Aid. As I grew up, though, I didn't know if I wanted to be a hairdresser. I was more along the lines. Probably I was probably more infatuated with the Harleys than the industry. Uh, so I thought, you know, they were building bikes out back. They were building these uh, clapped-out choppers. They were virtually like... Uh, Vidal Sassoon meets uh, West Coast Choppers. If you can imagine this, and me as a little boy watching this, it was pretty cool. So, uh, years ahead, I'm getting to the... I, I scraped through high school. I actually barely graduated high school. I think I had D-D-F-F-F-F-F-F-D-D-D. Um, I was one credit shy of graduating. I swear to this day, my mom went and paid... The principal to give me an extra credit but the only way it would give me an extra credit is if I built a shop behind our high school with the shop teacher who is my other best friend uh, Brian Toppenberg is his name great guy his dad was my shop teacher and knows of me but he is willing because I think he was one of those guys you know where like they like you but they never show you it's almost like military style like it's always kind of like tearing you down but once you do well he's always there to support you so uh, the shop teacher took me on, let me build the shop, so I got a credit is what ended up happening. So I ended up graduating. Congratulations. You yeah. did it. This is high school. That was a big deal. <laughs> I don't think anyone in my family might like out of me. I guess it's just me and my brother, but we he never, I don't know what he did. Uh, <laughs> he didn't graduate high school, I don't think. That wasn't common where I came from. <laughs> so then the big thing was, what was I going to do after high school? And uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I tried to uh, work construction for a short period of time. Um, really? First off, it was too fucking hot, and it was too cold. What kind of construction? Was Dude, it? I tried. I was, was it roofing? R- did you I do did, roofing? Yeah, and like I'm it was sure. bad. I was at a really like it was just bad. It was not for me. <laughs> Not only the climate, but the other thing. I was with like a bunch of um, the the atmosphere was too. Uh, ma- I don't want to say manly, like I'm manly, but like I don't. I didn't like the environment. It just um, it was it was very maybe it was just a crew I worked for, but it was very stereotypic. Mm-hmm. I much I envisioned out on those hot days, framing homes in the middle of nowhere in uh, wherever in Iowa that um, I need to be in an air-conditioned place with beautiful people. <laughs> That's what I thought. And I That's was a like, good goal. Um, I, I, I actually came know? home from lunch one day, and I was watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jerry Springer for lunch. And I didn't have a driver's license for some reason at the time. That's I mean, This is a whole thing. 
didn't have a driver's license, so I um, boss dropped me off. Said I'll pick your dumb ass up in one hour. Be ready, and I'm gonna drop you off in the middle of nowhere and make you work again all day, which was so frustrating. Um, as I was eating my lunch, the watch Jerry Springer commercial comes on. Le James, cosmetology institute school. I don't know. It's a local cosmetology school in Des Moines, Iowa. Boy, was I ever intrigued. That's when, if you guys all know me, how quick I make decisions, I was going to hair school. Well, the boss pulled up. I said, I don't need to come back to work, dude. I'm good. Got, I'm doing something else. So I quit my job and uh, waited for my mom to get home uh, after a 13-hour long day in a hot-ass factory to tell her that I have the perfect idea. And this will be one of many great ideas that she's already heard and will hear from me. Um, and how did, I, Vicky, how did Vicky take it? Oh, Vicky, uh, she never takes anything I say well right away like most of you guys. But after she had time to sit on it, I think she kind of was like, I'm just thankful he's doing something. So I decided I was going to hair school, not because I wanted to do hair, not because no reason in particular other than it was going to be air conditioned. I was going to be with cute girls all day. I was like, that's why I'm going to hair school. So ended up going to hair school. Uh, same thing kind of with high school. I barely got through hair school. Like literally my teacher, I had an apartment across the street. My teachers would come there and I'd wake up and they'd be next to my bed. They'd be like, you need to go to school. Uh, so these uh, people in my life pushed me through hair school. Uh, I got through hair school, um, ended up landing this really cool gig. I helped launch a professional hair care line based out of Los Angeles. It was new and up and coming. I got to travel the United States for about five years working for them. Decided road life wasn't for me. Uh, moved back to central Iowa. Worked uh, in a few salons. And then uh, like the story from previous time, we ended up uh, doing Valor and Violet. And then onto this cool podcast thing. Here we are. Awesome. And this here we awesome. are. Yeah. So that's it, I guess. <laughs> In a nutshell. Does, does that sum it up? That's yeah. what they say. Long story short. Long yeah, story short. short. So I think maybe uh, we could talk about, I know we have something really good to talk about. Yeah. So we were kind of just um, thinking like, what do we wish we would have done differently when starting our careers? And that doesn't even have to be beauty related. It just has to be your life. Like you, there's so many choices we make that really make our life and can drastically change it really quickly. And we just thought that was very interesting. Um, and I'm really interested in Carrie's story because she did have a full career before she even came into a different one. Mm-hmm. Like, can you kind of explain like what, when you were starting your first career, when you started at a bank, what decisions like you wish you would have made if you wish you would have gone to beauty school right away or all of that? Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Sure. I think at the time for me, I, and this is con- considered the the time it, it it was a long time ago and and things were a little bit different w- with regards to girls who went to beauty school and that right or wrong that's just how it was mm-hmm. and telling my parents I was the first one to have the opportunity to go to school to college having a conversation with my parents that I wanted to go to beauty school instead of a four year college mm-hmm. was not something I was courageous enough to have with them. So I was working at a bank in high school and just decided to go the finance route and did that for a long time. And actually it worked out great. I don't, I don't regret that. It just wasn't anything I was passionate about and always in the back of my mind. 
I wanted to do hair. So I think, I think some advice I would give anyone for any reason in their life, if there's something they've really always wanted to do, um, just stop being paralyzed about it and just Mm -hmm. do it because you just, you only have so much time to Mm -hmm. do the things that you love to do. So just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you're passionate about it, the rest will just fall into pa- into place. And mm-hmm. that's that's the main thing for me. And I'm so happy yeah. that I did it, that I made the change. Um, and when did you, when you did change, was there, was it like Josh makes irrational decisions very quickly? Was that also like the same for you? <laughs> it, did you say I, irrational decisions? I don't really know the term properly. <laughs> What's the exact word though? Well, I didn't know if he said irrational or rational. I said irrational. 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 Okay. Is that the right word? Yep. I, Can I, anyone um, spell that? I R A. No. Two right. R's. I R. Yeah. We don't need. We don't. Anyway. I know. I'm a. I'm a worrier, and I'm a rule follower by nature, and it went against the, the grain of my. I just you do the things you're supposed to do. You go to work, and you don't really. Um, make waves. So I, I thought about it for a very long time and it was really scary for me. Oh, I'm sure. To quit my career at Which the was bank. a very, I'm sure it was a very stable career, very nine to five, like fine. cut and dry. Like it was fine. I knew exactly what I was going to do. You were content, but it wasn't great. I just wasn't. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted more. So after several years, I'm guessing it was several years in mm-hmm. the back of my mind, it's like I just got I got to do it. I got to do it. So I did it. We get this stigma, especially I think from our families, and it seems like most of us somewhat, and maybe not have been growing up traditional, but for me it was just a certain time that everyone wants you to either go to college, right, because that's the right thing to do, or secondly get a normal nine to five. In in uh, to our industry that we're all in, it's neither of those, right? And so I think we get a lot of feedback, uh, feedback or pushback from our families, um, our husbands, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, people around us, because virtually um, as a hairdresser, we're never going to make any money, right? Right. The stigma there is that you don't make money. Well, and you can't do anything else because you're not smart enough. Right. So it's kind of, you know, the whole Greece beauty school dropout type mentality it's not a very um high esteemed profession yeah totally so maddie what would you say to that okay so before going to hair school i fought it and what i i don't know if i expressed that in our last podcast i went to community college for a year and i fought it and my best friend actually gave me a pair of shears when i graduated high school because she wanted me to go to hair school Um, But I think I was embarrassed to tell people that I wanted to do hair, just being from a small town of 800 people. Like, what I saw for my future was, okay, so my family didn't leave my hometown. It's like, I got to do hair in this little town. I'm not going to make any money. People, and I I remember even being in hair school. Like, when uh, my husband and I moved into the house we live in currently, I told my landlord I was going to hair school and that. He just, like, looked at me and, like, looked away, like, didn't really pay attention to what I was saying. He just kind of wrote me off like, oh, your husband's going to support you. Like, that's how you're going to make it in the world. And I even remember 
uh, applying or doing an interview at the salon I used to work at, one of the questions she asked me was, do you have someone to support you at home? Yes, because I was making, drumroll, $11.33 an hour working there for a year and a half with a full clientele. She knew she could she could some way take advantage of me. Like, oh, I don't have to worry about her paying her a good wage because she has a support system mm-hmm. at home. That is being taken advantage of. And if I could tell myself, and this obviously is industry related, but it doesn't have to be. And you're in a position like that. I second, I was micromanaged. I second guessed myself. And then I don't, I don't even know what changed, but um, don't second guess yourself. Leave when it gets scared. Take risks. Um, Cause if I would have played it safe and went to community college for business, I would have been in the same position Carrie was in. Um, that's what she went for. Well, finances. I mean, it would have been the same situation eventually I I mean I didn't let it get that far I only did one year but I did find it I was like oh I could do for go for education and be a teacher and that wasn't that was not fun and I think there was there was a breaking point I applied for hair school and I was going like thrift shopping thrift shopping getting all my clothes for school there was a breaking point um on your little list of like things you can and can't wear in beauty school do you guys remember this you can't wear jeans I had thrifted a pair of black denim jeans, and I lost it. I was like, I can't wear this. I don't have any money. It was the whole thing. Um, but I definitely, I second-guessed myself a lot. Don't. In Maddie, in Maddie's conversation, aha for me, when we talked about that last episode, like an aha, because I, I have those a lot. And you said, and, and this isn't even beauty industry. This is any job. And this is where I think uh, when we talk about our company, Valor and Violet, where we differ uh, sometimes in situations you get put in a role where there's no room for growth. Correct. Um, that's how I'm just going to humbly speak about Valor and Violet real quick. I feel like Valor and Violet, we as a company, leave it up to everyone for how much they want to grow and no hold back. I think, too, there's always room for open conversations. That's why I think we've been successful. Now, back to beauty industry. You see all of these people right now. I think it's coming back, but you see a lot of people talking non-commissioned salons because everyone wanted to go out and rent their chairs and do all this bullshit, right? Because that's why. Because they've been in situations where they're held back by yep. owners who yep. are fucking virtually self they want everything for themselves yep. right or and there's just... not a family or community or sense for growth that's yeah. where i think we've been successful when we talk about stylists not leaving us and us mm-hmm. being a family because that's how we treat it mm-hmm. and it's so cool that you were in a different situation and now you get a taste of what what it can be like yep but without having all of the responsibility oh, yeah right and i wouldn't change my past ever in any career that you have there's going to be a struggle and i'm glad i went through that and now i can 100 percent 100% say I'm meant to do hair. I had that struggle before and I only struggled for that, what, two years right out of high school. I'm glad I had that because any struggle that I have here or just in the industry in general, I can always relate that to that and know that it's worth it. Yeah. Well, and realistically, the percentage of stylists that graduate from beauty school yes. that are successful in this industry. I know the numbers. Very I know the numbers. It's what is not it? great. So out of 100% of kids that graduate hair school, only 10% of them make it two years in this business. Wow. That's okay, then I don't know that how to say this. That would have been me. Then I don't know how to say this. Out of those, then then that, that 10% becomes 100% again. 
however you guys want to figure that yeah. out in your heads. Out of that, 10% of those people then make 90% of the money in the beauty industry. Yep. That's insane. So That's it's- wild. So meaning like, again, all you guys in this room are badasses. That's what I was just right? getting at. Like yeah. we're, we're unique in so many ways because we've been able to make this our, our career, our lifelong career. And not a lot of people that graduate from beauty school can can do that. So kudos for making the decision for yourself Mm -hmm. and then making it happen for yourself. That's my story. Grant, uh, since you you are our first assistant program Mm -hmm. graduate and, and you went through all of that, so you came out of beauty school and went directly into a scenario like that. What what do you feel you could offer someone considering uh, first a career in this industry and mm-hmm. second how your uh, how your route to mm-hmm. to your success right now um, happened? Yeah, yeah. In one real quick too, and I think this could. Uh, go to Lil- Lily did Absolutely. an assistantship. I know that's a big conversation in our, yeah. in our industry. At least right now, that's I think assistantships have been bigger maybe on the coastal, but in the Midwest, um, for sure, Central Iowa, that's just kind of becoming a, a, a new thing. Mm-hmm. So I think Grant and Lily could answer yeah, that. For sure. And again, not only in the beauty industry, but a lot of times, um, you know, you like I spoke of construction, you know, they have apprenticeship programs that if you make it through, I feel like it sets you guys up for success and you guys can both kind yeah. of comment on that. Yeah, um, at first when I was looking for a job, I didn't want to be an assistant. I wanted to go straight in because um, that was always looked down in beauty school, but like, oh, you're going straight to that. That is not like, that means you're not good enough. That's not what that means. That means you are setting your career up for success because beauty school really sets out the basics for you. You learn how to do the fundamentals that you know how to mix this, you know how to cut it this way, you know this, this, this. Very cookie cutter. And what assistantship does, it really lets you, depends if you're with one stylist or with multiple stylists, really shows you different ways of doing things and making everything super efficient and kind of developing who you are as a stylist. And that's what I really learned. I got to learn from five different stylists their techniques on everything. And I could take from that what was going to work for me and my clients and what I always had a vision of what I wanted for my clientele. I always wanted to be into blondes and into extensions. And I really, really wanted that. So I really focused um, on blonding and you get a lot out of assistant, but a lot of what you learn is by your own choice. Great clips. Yes. I did a lot of like research on my own. Like I watched YouTube videos all the time on different blonding techniques and um, you just kind of, you take out what you put in. It's not just um, what everyone, it's not up to everyone else what you learn, it's really up to yourself. And I think that's really important. And I would really recommend people to um, assist if you have the opportunity and if it works for you and your lifestyle. Um, Just because you will learn so much, you would, it will change you and really help you along the way. And I'm sure Lily has a little bit on that too. Yes. Um, So my experience with being an assistant, 
I remember being in school and I was the same way. I didn't want to be an assistant. I wanted to just go straight and just do hair like day one clients come to me. And so I was talking to my coach that I had in school about like what I wanted to do and everything. And they recommended this salon to me and I interviewed for it. And uh, my boss talked to me about um, being an assistant and everything. And so I was kind of like iffy on it, didn't know if I wanted to do it, but I am glad I did it. Like I learned a lot, but I think that, um, I think like I kind of lost myself through it. Um, And so, I mean, but back to advice, like you were saying, what would you tell your younger self? I think um, you have to know your worth. Like I just, Mm -hmm, you know, um, I just hated it. I mean, there's a fine line, like I hated it just because I don't feel like I was respected, you know? Like we talked about often, like how you're like, I just feel like I'm not getting, like they're not giving you anything. You're literally just trying and trying and trying, putting effort in and you just feel like they're just uh, using you. It wasn't, they didn't care about your person. Yeah. They cared about you doing what they need. Yeah, that's exactly how I would describe it too, just... um, I just feel like there was no respect. Like, I feel like I was just kind of used. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like you were so valued, but they didn't appreciate you. I, I, I feel like you just, uh, I think when we get in those situations, that's why it's good, though, just to have good people around you to know that, like, there's an end in sight, right? Yeah, Thanks, I you guys, for sharing. Uh, I thought of a really crazy idea if you guys want to do it. And I don't know if it's kind of like a normal thing. It's one of those Joshua ideas. Let's hear it. Okay, here it is. You all know that we own a salon called Valor and Violet, and we all work there. Whatever, right? Um, We randomly uh, get Google reviews, (laughs) as I'm sure everyone, every business, all of those things. And first off, i got to say in all seriousness, we actually have very good reviews. We have a lot of happy customers. We all do very well. But we randomly get a, no, a one star. I don't even know what the low no I don't read them anymore. I do. Because they fucking trip me out. Okay. Um, I had to quit doing that because I lose sleep overnight. So I had this thing that we never really like get to talk about it with everyone and this is our chance because we kind of have this platform now and we try not to like respond to them on the thing because nothing good is going to come out of that no like responding back to someone's back and this forth is like their fighting on facebook there's no point like, in there's it no right. so i have this idea where maybe we should uh pick out one of our uh not so good google reviews and just maybe try to justify it a yeah little let's bit. try it Grant, <laughs> i found you, one did you find one yes you guys i have okay. one Okay. Are you guys done with that? Let's do okay. it. Let's okay. do it. What do we got? So this is from like five months ago. So here it is. My <laughs> wife and I were shopping around Main Street for our 10th year anniversary. And we decided to stop in here in the morning to see if they had any availability for color. Granted, it was a long shot. Taylor at the front desk was very sweet and helpful. Um, Taylor it wasn't was, Taylor. It was Sarah. It was me. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Oh, wait, wait. Stop That's me. right there, though. Right away, this person made a what would a statement? A right? What would we say? Yeah. And said mis said something that's misinformation. Not okay. Right, right away, not true. It was not Taylor alternative at the facts, desk. if you will. Okay, so that's the first thing in this. But she went behind the divider to check to see if the stylist had any Dang, time. Hang on. <laughs> Second thing, never come behind our divider. 
We have a divider no, in our shop. Sarah went behind no. the divider to see. I I remember you this. Oh, Taylor did. No, Taylor. <laughs> Sarah. Taylor exactly. wasn't there. Okay, my point. Okay, can okay. we? Okay, it can was I Sarah that came behind the divider. Yes, that's fine then. Uh, okay, but just don't come behind our divider if you're not allowed <laughs> and you're in our shop. So, you have not a clients that do that. Continuing on, he flew into a loud tirade. How he could? How he used to do that like 24 years ago. And said he had too many things to do. Also not true. I remember this situation so well. Okay. So then Taylor, Sarah, came around the <laughs> divider with a smile on her face and very professionally tried to set us up with an appointment. But we were turned off by how the stylist behaved that we politely left. My wife suffers from anxiety and depression. I mean, same. So, so do I. I. <laughs> uh, this experience left her emotionally disturbed for the first couple of hours of what was supposed to be a very special day for us. Eventually, we were put back. We put. Eventually, we were able to put it behind us. But Valor and Violet Salon Thank will goodness. never get our business, nor any recommendations from our friends and family. We ended up going to his and her salons a few days later, and they treated us with the utmost respect and did an amazing job. We love go his there and hers. instead. Always coming in with the roller sets. Coming oh, in clutch. Yep. Was it a Saturday? It was a walk in on a fucking Dude, Saturday. Okay. Friday what or a Saturday. What, what I meant Morning. by, I don't know exactly what happened because now it's been so long since we talked to you about this, but we are a very, very, very busy salon. We're by appointment only. Yeah. When you come into a I salon, I mean, you can like walk ours, in, but. No disrespect mm. was meant. And same thing, we all suffer from depression and anxiety, bro. <laughs> you need to relax, okay? So this was also in November. I don't know if you guys know this, near a major holiday Thanksgiving, so Correct. it is very busy. I mean, they did say it was a long shot, so they, he said that they knew okay. it was a long shot, but yes. then proceeded to be all Sarah, fussy. Sarah, team are you on right now? Yeah. So right? for Josh, a loud tirade, that is a normal yeah. occurrence. So I went back. <laughs> That's not abnormal at all for that to actually go like, down in the middle His normal of voice the day. is yelling. His normal voice is, yeah, I mean, level 10. You know, and he's just very well, passionate, which is fine. He'll probably always be, which is fine. So right. I went back and I asked if anybody could do the appointment, and the answer was no. So I went back up and I told him it was oh, probably. And then they went to his and hers, right? It was probably something yeah. like no. It's November on a Saturday. <laughs> see you next time. All right, we'll see you guys. That's all Bye. You get. Bye. That's it. All right, guys, and uh, dude, what an awesome uh, podcast we just did, the Sunday Shampoo. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, the Sunday Shampoo. There's Facebook. Uh, there's... Facebook, com. Any way you can reach out. Ask the Sunday Shampoo on Instagram. And, and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And do you guys think we should do like a maybe some TikTok someday? Oh my gosh, yes. I think we should do that. I know somebody who can teach us. Yeah. Also, um, how to too, work. Yeah. if you haven't been to our salons yet, Valor and Violet, please make sure that you uh, get on our website and inquire about an appointment. The numbers are on the website. I would say, but I don't remember the anchor. Sunday Shampoo, presented by Valor and Violet.